Welcome to another episode of the ADHD Families Podcast. I'm so happy that you are here. Today, we're going to be talking about family meetings. Now, when someone says, oh, you should have a family meeting, you kind of go, oh, yeah, I know that, but it doesn't seem to happen. Um, so I'm going to go through a, a few different reasons why it's important, especially when you have ADHD in the family. I'm going to give you a free template so you can customize it to make an agenda that suits your family uniquely. Let's get to it. Hello, I'm Sharon Collin and you are listening to the ADHD Families Podcast. I am a mum of three beautiful boys with ADHD. I love being a mum, but my home life was absolute chaos and the stress of daily life had a terrible effect on my health. My husband had so many horror-filled stories of growing up with ADHD that I decided I wanted to change the experience for my little boys. So I got to work and I systematically changed and streamlined my family's lives to suit the ADHD brain. And now that I have my family on track, I want to help yours. Do you want a life with your beautiful kids that is more functional, fun, and full of joy? Let's explore together the wonderful and sometimes wacky world of raising kids with ADHD. So if your family is anything like mine, it is busy. We've got after-school activities, we've got both parents working, we've got stuff going everywhere, lots of medical appointments. There's always things happening. And I feel like, uh, you know, I, there's, all, there's usually one person in the family that carries this incredible invisible load of keeping tabs of, have we got a birthday present for that birthday party? What's happening? Do I need to transfer for that school note? Um, you know, do a bank transfer? Do I need to, there's all these invisible tasks that have to happen. Even waiting on hold for an hour and a half at Centrelink like I did the other day. Um, you know, these are the things that cause us to, you know, there's these life admin things. Um, serious adulting that happens that takes up all of our time and has this invisible load that is a lot for people to carry. So I love to use the family meeting um, for a few reasons. One, because we know that the ADHD brain is an anxious brain. They like to know or they feel comforted by knowing what is coming up. But also I like to share the load a bit. Let's share that some of that invisible load. Often we end up doing more than we should, not because the other person um, or the other family members aren't willing. It's just because we haven't had those conversations to ask them. And we, we expect that they are going to be able to read our, read our minds and know to do it. Um, but I know from working with my beautiful family that it's better to just be really clear about what expectations are and to ask for help when we need it. So our family meetings are time, a time for us to come together to talk about something positive, to address predictable problems, and we're going to go into this in a minute, but also to share some of those logistic loads or that invisible load that often, um, you know, we carry as parents and, and often there's things that we could delegate. So let's have a look at why it's important. So we've talked about that invisible load component, but also let's have a look at why it's important when you have ADHD in the family. Now, we know the ADHD brain is an anxious brain, just like I mentioned. We know it's often comforted by routine and consistency. There's often a little bit of, um, you know, trouble in, uh, you know, maintaining that routine and consistency, but 
they actually like the idea of a family meeting or that idea of coming together as a family. And often when I don't remember it, my kids actually ask for the family meeting. And I also use it as a little bit of a, um, you know, a time to raise issues and concerns. Like I say, when there's an issue and concern throughout the week, I'd say, can you bring that up in the family meeting? And it stops us having to address every problem that's not urgent at the time. So sometimes things can be a little bit delayed um, and we can talk about them in the family meeting. So I'm going to share with you how I use the family meeting in our family and the agenda that we loosely use, but I don't want you to think that you guys have to do the same. And that's why I've included in the template that's a free downloadable today, uh, our template and also a blank one because I really want this you, this to be your own. I want you to make it your own, what's going to work for your family. And it really depends on the ages of your children and how long they can sit still for. So first of all, we do ours on a Sunday evening. We do it over dinner and I usually make the dinner something that everyone really likes. So something like tacos where everyone's having, you know, we put everything in the middle and everyone's using their hands and kind of using tongs to make their own, like build their own tacos. I find that that's quite interactive and it keeps our kids at the table for longer. I don't sweat it if they need to get up and move around as long as they're in the area and they can hear what is happening. If you've got little kids, it's not really realistic for them to be sitting. And I try and keep our meeting short. I don't go into like anything over 20 minutes. I feel like it's too long for my family. Now, completely optional as to you know, what you think is going to work for your family. But it's worthwhile just having a little bit of a think of that um, so don't make a big, long agenda if your family can't sit still for that long. Um, but we find that food definitely prolongs that process if it's something that they're really interested in. So we have it regularly on a Sunday night. Uh, if it doesn't happen on a Sunday, we don't sweat it. We just do it on the Monday. Uh, but I like it on a Sunday because I like to be preparing and using that um forward planning skill. I'm trying to teach my kids about forward planning, which is quite tricky when you have ADHD to think about what's coming up for the week, getting them to picture what that week is going to be like. So we, first of all, we have it quite formal. We call that the family meeting is in session and everyone goes around talking about, everyone has a turn talking about the best part of the week. Now, I often ask my kids uh, every day when I see them after school, what their sweet and sour was, their sweet being you know, a positive for the day and their sour being something that they didn't really like. And I find that that's better um, I, after they've had something to eat for afternoon tea than asking, you know, like, what did you do today? Because the answer is always like nothing. Um, so, <laughs> or I don't know. So I find it better to ask about that sweet and sour. They quite enjoy playing that game. So this is like a version of that, except for we're talking about the positive here. So the best part of the week. So each person goes around and says their highlight of the week. And what we're doing there is we're opening the ADHD brain by bringing attention to the positive. You guys have heard me talk about the ADHD negativity bias before. So what we're doing is we're opening it by bringing attention to the positive things of the week and getting them to think about the positive. And I'm trying to get them to think about it throughout the week as well. So when you look for negative, you'll find it. When you look for, for positives, you'll find it. So I'm trying to get them to mark those positive occasions and having that, that little bit of celebration about the positive as well. So we usually address one predictable problem at the family meeting, and this is agenda nine, item number three. So a predictable problem is something that keeps happening. Say like, um, I don't know, we'll choose a really neutral one here, uh, not replacing the toilet roll. <laughs> 
water on the to- you know, like the, for the toilet paper or something like that. So what we do is we present a predictable problem and we get everyone to have a bit of input as to how we could solve that problem for our family. And it's the, the solving the problem is not the important part here. What we're doing is we are giving our family an opportunity to collaborate with each other so everyone feels heard and we're teaching our kids the skills of problem solving. We want them to think, okay, what can we do about this? And everyone has a voice. And I love the solutions that my kids come up with because people with ADHD are usually amazing at problem solving. And so encouraging them to work collaboratively with with us or as a whole family has real benefits. So it's about giving our kids that skill and encouraging them to slow down and just think about it and have and collaborate together as a family to solve that problem. And so we usually, we used to go around and everyone would bring a problem, but I found that that was too long. So we just do one predictable problem a week and we can, we have a little list of running tally. And so the next week, if, if someone else has got something, we usually um, just bring up our list and everyone has a turn. We go around in, we rotate in terms of family order. So I might bring a predictable problem this week and then Xavier might the next week. Um, so we go around so everyone has a little turn and we all have an opportunity to help them solve a problem that they might be experiencing or a problem that as a family we might be experiencing. So we are teaching problem solving here and that is the most important part of agenda um, um, item number three. And we also want to make sure that we round that out with telling our kids that they are able to talk to us about anything that is worrying them. Even outside this meeting, we really want to reinforce that, especially as they're coming up to teenage years. We want our kids to talk to us. Everything is figureoutable. A shutdown a child that doesn't want to talk to their parents is the most concerning. So we want to make sure that we have that connection and we are approachable. So I always sort of round it out like that, that if they have another uh, have other problems that they want to discuss, that they can talk to us at any time and that we are here for them and everything is figureoutable. Number four is gratitude. And this is about helping my little boys who have a lot of uh, sibling fights and sibling rivalry look for the good in each other. So each person goes around the table and quickly says thank you to every family member for something that they did during the week. So it might be, um, you know, you bought my, it might be something as simple as you bought my school bag in for me and I just want to say thank you for you that or I saw that you helped me when, you know, I needed help with my homework and I just want to say thank you for that. And the idea is, is we're just getting the the, the child and the, each family member to look for those positives or look for moments to, to be grateful for because you will find it. Um, and if you know that you have to do this every week, they start looking for it and setting and, you know, keeping their eye out for those moments to be grateful for or that they can say thank you to their siblings. Um, and I like that. <laughs> I like the idea because they certainly give each other a lot of grief. Um, so it's a change in mindset and it makes every family member feel valued as well. And then um, I often open the floor to just discuss really quickly the meal plan. Now, those of you who um, have a bit of trouble with meal planning, know that I'm doing a meal planning workshop coming up, uh, meal planning with ADHD to help save you time, money and effort when it comes to meal planning because I know this is something that keeps coming up in my coaching clients as well. It's something that drains a lot of energy and it really doesn't have to. So keep your um, you know, keep on the mailing list for that information as well. So we just go through it quickly, what the meal plan is. Um, we usually have a wild card day. So if there's something that 
people want to suggest for that wildcard day, they usually bring it there. Um, but more and more, it's just about comforting. This is what's happening. Uh, and we might move the days around a little bit. You know, if Tuesday's a busy day and we're not going to get back from sport early, we'll make that the slow cooker day or, you know, something like that. We just, um, you know, just really quickly go over it. We take suggestions for the shopping list. So any requests are submitted to the shopping list. Uh, so my son might say, hey, I really liked those chips that we had. Can we get some more of those? And it's up to the parents to approve or deny that request. Um, they've come up with some pretty interesting things over the years, but it's just that time that they can, they can ask for things and I'll add it to that shopping list straight into the Woolworths app. And then we discuss the week ahead. Now, this is the most important part. We have our week written up on a whiteboard. I have that already ready going into the meeting so they don't have to sit there while I'm writing it up. And we just go through it. So this is your opportunity to say, um, you know, what is happening for you on these days? You've got soccer training on Wednesday. You've got soccer training on Thursday. Who's going to pick who up? So this is, you know, me and Anthony going, I can't do it on this day. I've got a meeting. You know, what can you do? Can, do we need to call in support? Do we need to call in a babysitter? Do, can we ask one of the grandparents to help us with this? This day is looking really busy for me. You know, what can we do to make this easier for ourselves? Maybe this is the slow cooker day, you know, like trying to look through, maybe we need to cancel this appointment. We're too busy um, to try and triage our week. Uh, and share the load. We're also asking for here any school notes reminding our kids, do you have some school notes in your bag? Do you have any invitations that you need to let us know about so we can add it to the diary for the future and we can action them now? It's a lovely time and really I am focused on this time in sharing that invisible load. We need a present for the weekend. Who can do that? Um, do any? Does anyone have any suggestions about that? Can we buy it online? Uh, and making and just future... I'm future-proofing in the way I'm trying to make it easier for future Sharon. That's what I'm doing uh, in step seven. And then in step nine, we say, is there anything else anyone wants to say? Make sure that you let them know that they can talk to you after the meeting as well. And then number 10, we conclude the meeting. Now, the whole process takes us about 20 minutes over dinner. Um, we don't go too, uh, too long or too in-depth. We keep, keep it fun and light. Um, because we want this to be a time for connection and a time for uh, really, you know, uh, it's a time for our family to come together and look at the week as a whole. What can we do? What can we make? How can we make this easier for ourselves? So in the, um, on my website, um, thefunctionalfamily.com and under blog, um, you're going to see, and I'll share it on my socials as well, there, it's called Let's Call a Family Meeting. I've got that there for you. I'm also going to put it in the show notes of this episode. You can download a free family meeting template that's got all my little agenda items there and also a blank one for you to create your own. I really want you to give this a try. Give it a try. Um, put it in the diary for, for a day of the week that you know you guys are all home and see how your kids respond to it. See how your partner responds to it if you have a partner. See if it brings, it makes the week a little bit easier. And what we're doing is we're encouraging that bird's eye view of the week. Let's see what we can triage. Let's see what we can make this easier. And we're comforting the ADHD brain because they know what is coming up. They like, they'd love to know that they have that security of what's coming up that week. And we can help coach our kids through that a little bit. And also, little side note, we can help them look for the good in their siblings and, you know, 
help draw attention to some of those positive things throughout the week. So I really hope that is helpful. I, I want you guys to give this a go, pop it in your diary, use it and let me know uh, at Sharon at the functionalfamily.com how it goes for you. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ADHD Families Podcast. If you loved it, please share it on your socials. I want this to start a conversation about ADHD. If you want to make this mum do a little happy dance, please leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to know more about what we do, check out thefunctionalfamily.com. I truly hope that you enjoyed this podcast and you use it to create a wonderful, effective, joyful life with your beautiful children.